Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast. Following their sellout King's Place gig in October 2012, pianist and composer Tim Richards' six-piece hextet returned to Jazz Night the Bass. Tim joined me in the dressing rooms to talk about his love of music and what he's got planned. I read that your first encounter with the piano was at the age of eight in a dentist's waiting room. Is that, is that right? Unbelievably, yes. And I've been searching for this dentist's waiting room ever since. I don't think there are many dentist's waiting rooms that have a grand piano in. But it is a quite a, a vivid memory for me, just, you know, age eight, not even reaching the pedals and just exploring the sounds on the keyboard. Yeah, it was great. What, what, what do you think drew you to the piano in the first place? I think it was the sound, the, the, the huge possibilities, sitting in front of this grand piano and the deep bass notes on the left. And, of course, when you can reach the sustain pedal, those possibilities are multiplied. Everything sounds much fuller. And it's just an immense range, and, and the possibilities just seem infinite. And it hasn't gone away. I still feel like that. It still feels like you're at the helm of an orchestra, in a way. Did you start nagging your parents into getting a piano, or did you have a piano at home? Uh, at that point, yes, that, that was the trigger for having piano lessons, and uh, I didn't need to nag them, but on the other hand, I definitely wanted the lessons, and uh, they didn't have to bully me into practising. Well, maybe the, at times they did. <laughs> On the whole, I was well into it, yeah. And, and were you, was it was a very traditional sort of training, learning Mozart and, and the like? Yes, uh, classical piano lessons till the age of 14. I did start improvising off my own bat and also around the age of 14 I became interested in blues and boogie-woogie and jazz mainly through seeing people like Thelonious Monk and Muddy Waters on television and my dad had a big collection of 78 records Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, that kind of thing so I was already getting distracted from the classical path Mm -hmm. at that age and my piano teacher was a great piano teacher but she really wasn't interested in the jazz so we did have to part company at that point. And how did you develop jazz-wise then? I mean, were you sort of searching the notes on the piano to allow you to play this music or or, or were you going out and buying the sheet music for, for some of this? It was... I wasn't really buying the sheet music. On the other hand, I didn't really know what I was doing, so it was largely exploring, listening to records as well. Later on, I got to meet some very good musicians when I moved to Bristol in, in my 20s, and that's when I really first started getting to grips with uh, the ins and outs of you know, being a professional musician. Uh, but yeah, to start with, I didn't even know what a 12-bar blues was, so I was really <laughs> in the dark, which is one of the reasons that I have um, enjoyed all the teaching activities that I do, mm-hmm. and I have some books out as well because I do remember what it feels like to be completely in the dark and not have a clue how to start playing this music apart from trying to copy what you hear. After you discovered this new music that you were interested in, you did study as far as you could. I think it's important to keep one foot kind of grounded, not to get too intellectual. That's one of the things I like about jazz is it's left brain and right brain, and I've always been interested in blues as well. I like to keep kind of an earthy quality present and not to get too polished if you like and I also did do some studying quite recently I went back to college if you like and did because I didn't ever went to music college in the first place but in 2006 I went to Trinity College of Music and did a master's degree in composition which was really interesting two years focusing just on writing and not just jazz you know anything across the board. 
Let's move to the live concert. And in, in the first half of the concert, you're going to be performing some piano music by Duke Ellington and Thelonious Monk and, and yourself. Well, this is a rare opportunity for me to do a solo piano performance because there aren't that many places where people can go listen to solo jazz piano, apart from you know restaurants and wine bars and hotels. <laughs> but this is a proper listening, sit-down gig. It's a luxury to be able to do something like that. I have been doing more of those recently, but it still feels like a luxury. And apart from playing a couple of standards and uh, blues perhaps, I'll also be playing some original compositions like you mentioned. So one of these we can listen to, it's called Seraglio, and this is an example, if you like, of slightly getting away from the jazz tradition and experimenting a bit more with different textures and harmonies, and you could say it has a more of a classical or contemporary uh, influence. Okay, as, as we started talking about uh, th this track that we're going, that we're going to hear, in, in this specific case, what was the inspiration? I think it's th sometimes when you're sitting at the piano improvising, you stumble across things which you think, oh, that's really effective, I could maybe make a piece out of that. That's the sort of germ of an idea. The hard work is to actually turn that into something that has a shape and a, a, a structure. So this piece is fairly loose. It, it kind of goes in and out of different harmonies. Um, it's not carved in stone so it's not completely written. Uh, that's another area that interests me, the sort of grey area between something which is totally notated and something which is improvised and where they meet in the middle. Okay, let's talk about the Hextet. By the looks of it, along your career, you've, you've worked with a lot of different musicians. What led you to this particular formation? Well, when I started out, the first proper band that I had was called Spirit Level, which was either a quartet or a quintet, and that kept going for 20 years or more. We were based in Bristol to start with, and then I moved to London. And we toured around a lot in Europe and the UK, a little bit outside Europe. And so there's still compositions from that phase that I have adapted for various lineups. So what came next? Well, we did various gigs with different trumpet players and sax players. A really good trumpet player from the States who used to play with Mingus, Jack Walrath. He, we made a record with him. Jerry Underwood was in the band. Paul Dunmull, who's more of a free saxophonist. They all brought different elements into the mix. But uh, in 1999, which was actually the 20th anniversary of Spirit Level, I decided to augment the lineup to a nine-piece and call it Great Spirit. So that's when I got Dick Pierce, the trumpet player, on board. And uh, Ed Jones, in fact, joined a bit later. He's a sax player in the Hextet. So those two musicians uh, go back to 1999 or slightly later. And that band, we did some fantastic gigs, but it's very hard keeping a nine-piece band together. <laughs> They're all fantastic musicians. They've all got their own bands, their own agenda. You know, just getting them together to rehearse on the same day was a complete nightmare. <laughs> and then getting the gigs, that's another thing. And then you've got to sort out the hotels and the transport. So this is a bit of a compromise, the Hextet is scaling back a little from the nine-piece, but also trying to do something a bit more adventurous than just a trio or a quartet. So added to those musicians that you mentioned, you've also got vibraphone and drums. Yes, and bass. So it's basically a piano trio, bass and drums, with vibes, 
tenor sax, Sed Jones, and trumpet, Dick Pierce, both of whom are two of my favourite musicians. Ralph Wilde, the vibes player, is a new face on the scene. He's still at the Royal Academy. I think he's in his third year. And he, he performed with the band when we did our last gig at King's Place in October 2012. And he's a stunning musician. Um, I'm really pleased that he's, he's going to be with the band again. And he's definitely a face to watch. We've got this band, um, some, some, a lot of musicians that you've worked with before. What, what's the repertoire then? What's, what's the material? Are, they, are these all, all new arrangements um, of music by yourself? Or? It is mostly, if not entirely, going to be original material, that's true. Whereas in the first set, I'll be playing some standards by myself. So yes, it's mo- mainly my tunes. Some of them are new. Uh, a couple of them go back to the old spirit level days. And there's also, perhaps the most interesting, is a little suite that I wrote, which is actually written for a big band. I got a commission from Gloucester Youth Jazz Orchestra to write a a three-part suite uh, which I conducted at the Cheltenham Jazz Festival, I think it was in 2009, and that hasn't been performed since. So I thought, well, how about kind of paring it down to a six-piece, which is actually a lot harder than you might think, reducing something from 20 musicians to (laughs) six musicians. So there are three tunes, one of which is also the title of my trio album, Shapeshifting. So that's had various incarnations. It's had the trio incarnation. It's had the six-piece incarnation. Um, again, sort of looking specifically at this ensemble and this concert, I mean, what, what to you are the strengths of, of Hextet? What, what do you think will intrigue people and really sort of engage them on the evening? Well, hopefully they'll like the material. Um, when we performed last time in 2012, we did get a very good reaction. And I think it's a really good mixture of musicians. I mean, Dick Pierce is, you know, maybe the best trumpet player in the country, and I think a lot of people will be coming to hear him. Likewise, Ed Jones is, you know, the top of the game, uh, top of his, top of the tree in, in terms of sax players. He's played with Incognito and us three and his own band, Skiller Shrimp. And of course, Dick Pierce played with Ronnie Scott, so he's got his own. Those people have got their own followings as well. As it is now in, in you know 2014, is it, it is all about that live concert, that live the, the audience and you reacting and, and and things just happening. Absolutely, yes. And for me, that's what keeps jazz fresh and what sets it apart from music which is not improvised, is that it has this spontaneous aspect and it's very hard to put your finger on that. For instance, you might think you could play the same solo twice, but if you're a jazz musician. That's out of the question, because the second time you play it, you might try and play the same notes, but it'll just sound stilted. (laughs) And I don't know why that is. You you might think, well, I'll learn the solo and I'll just play it again. But it doesn't work that way, because if you're really in the spirit of improvising, you'll be trying to create things, you'll be hearing things on the spot, responding to what else is happening. No gig is the same. finish we're going to hear a, uh, a track from the Hextet. Well I, I became aware that many of my tunes are kind of medium um, they have a often groove based and that we were short of a slow things and b fast things so last the last concert in 2012 I deliberately wrote a fairly up-tempo piece and I suppose that's an example of composing for a need mm. you know 
I knew the sort of sound that I wanted that wasn't there in the set, so I tried to write a piece that, that fitted the bill. And I think it worked. It's called Discovery. The other thing I was going to say is that I've also got a slow one now, which we didn't have before. So creating the variety and contrast is one of the strong points, I think, of, of this band and something I'm very aware of. Well, I think it's going to be a wonderful concert. Um, thank you much for joining us. Thank you, Ben. Cheers. Hextet's lineup will include ex-Ronnie Scott trumpeter Dick Pierce and us three incognito saxman Ed Jones, with new face Ralph Wilde on vibes and Pete Ibbotson on drums. As mentioned, the first set will feature a special solo piano performance of material by Duke Ellington and Thelonious Monk, alongside Tim's own compositions. All that in Hall 2 on February the 8th. I'm Ben Eshmead and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For more details about this event, please visit kingsplace.co.uk. Thanks for listening.